0: Good morning, friends, and welcome to Fashion Friday. Well, it's been a long week, and uh, I've made it through. It was Fashion Week in New York, as I talked about on previous shows. Uh, it's basically Fashion Month in the fashion industry, which means um, it's all of the shows that we're seeing right now, it's designers present- presenting their collection for fall, winter 2020. So we get a sneak peek of what's to come. Um, Some things, of course, will be designed, produced, manufactured, and we'll see it in stores as soon as uh, July, actually – Um, Other things we will see inspired by pieces that will sort of filter down into the mass chain stores, into what we call fast fashion. So we'll see, you know, uh, pieces inspired by the runway. Um, And of course, other things we'll see direct copies of. (laughs) I always say the cheap knockoffs because there is a difference between inspired by and a, a straight out knockoff. Um, so we'll start to see those things in the summer months, but it's kind of nice to see what's happening, what's to come. Um, I personally love the February shows for for one reason, basically. It's winter and it's cold in New York and I'm looking at fall winter things. So somehow it makes me feel comfortable like, oh, we're in the season and it's for the following season. That's the same season. Whereas when you're looking at the shows or going to the shows in, this, in September, you're looking what's to come for the spring. And it sometimes is warm and sometimes is not. So sometimes it's really cold in September. Um, sometimes we have a heat wave. But you're you're looking at spring fashion, and you're usually wearing fall fashion, so that's a little bit more tricky. Um, it's just tricky to relate to, and I think of you know what you what you're thinking about. But um, nonetheless, Fashion Week was uh, certainly dis- dis- didn't disappoint. <laughs> um, I saw some great things out there, and what I really loved overall, I'll say this, was more and more fashion is becoming. Um, One, more sustainable. I saw a lot of pieces, a lot of shows that included this in their their production. And two, pieces are becoming more transitional. So long, long, long gone are the days of, well, this is only for winter and this is only for summer. Um, yeah being living in the northeast of the country, this part of the country, we are fortunate enough to have four seasons and I trust me i 'm grateful for that, um, even when I complain that it 's too cold too long <laughs> i 'm still happy to wear chunky sweater and uh, a fur coat or layering and scarves i 'm um, just as happy to wear that as I am, you know, a light sundress or cropped uh, pants or uh, wherever whatever it might be in the summer so we 're fortunate enough to have that. Um, but there are still a lot of pieces that we can now transition and use in the summertime just by simply adding a layer or deleting a layer depending on, you know, if it's fall or, uh, or winter or summer. So I like that. I like that there are a lot of transitional pieces. I like that are, you can get more bang for your buck. That's ultimately what it means for you and I as the consumer. So, all right, without further ado, I'm going to get into some of my notes from Fashion Week. So, the Fashion Week, Fashion Train, as I like to call it, has now moved on to London. So, London Fashion Week is is a little shorter than New York. It's just a couple of days. And then uh, the Fashion Train moves on to Milan and Paris which um, are always very exciting and uh, one of these days i'm going to make it over there and be able to uh, get some live video hopefully and some and some photos to bring back but until then Um, I just look online. There's lots and lots of shows that are now accessible. You can log on to almost any brand's website and you can see, um, usually it'll tell you, they'll tell you when their live broadcast will be. Um, You can always look at places like Vogue.com or InStyle.com, websites like that often will have um, either the show streaming live or um, photos of the show afterwards. So it's great. You can really have access to all of this stuff, which at the end of the day, it's fun to look at. It's pretty. It's exciting. And what does it mean for you and I? It gives us inspiration for something new. And I think every once in a while, we all need a little something new, especially when it comes to our wardrobe, just kind of that refresh Um, At the same time, it can also mean, hey, I've got that already in my closet. So shop your closet. Shop your closet first, as I always say. And, um, you know, you may have something already. You can kind of dust off and rework it or repurpose it or just wear it a different way. And it kind of gives you new life on something that, you know, you already own. So... All right, let me get into it. I'm going to talk about just a couple of shows. There was a lot, um, and I went to a handful. But I'm going to talk about just a few of my favorites. So first one was Tory Birch, which I love. Her store is right here on Greenwich Avenue. Um, and if you travel into the city often or, or at all, it's worth a trip to go to the townhouse. So her store on Madison Avenue, it, I believe it is 67th? or 68th and Madison. Um, it's really a lovely space. It's like that traditional, classic New York townhouse style that's very sort of linear, um, and it's, it's more vertical than it is horizontal. I believe it's three floors, and it really is just it's styled beautifully. I love the atmosphere. It makes me almost feel like I'm in someone's home with beautiful things everywhere, from shoes to handbags to clothing. Um, so it's worth a trip if you make it into Manhattan and at any time. But the store right here on the avenue is also fantastic, and they have very knowledgeable sales girls there. So, um, what did I see? First of all, it took place. It was at Sotheby's, and the inspiration was um, by uh, a sculpture, sculpt a, an artist by the name of Francesca Di Matteo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And basically, her scu- she was there, and her sculptures were kind of. A line, placed in a room and the models kind of walked all around the sculptures and the sculptures were very interesting showed lots of color um I really love I always love Tory 's shows, and uh, some of the things I really loved were uh, the suits she did a great suits, sort of uh, printed suits paired with sort of silky type blouses. There were some ruffled pieces that I love, um, very very feminine, lots of over the knee boots so ladies this isn 't going away. This has been around for for a few years now, um, and what I love about it is. They're just kind of um, sort of morphing. So now we're seeing a lot of croc embossed boots. So that's great. So you can get that you know that um, alligator or crocodile skin look, but it's not really alligator or crocodile. It's more of a you know an embossed. So it's kind of a faux thing. So um, loving that. There was a strong emphasis emphasis on boots and bags. Uh, Color palette for this collection was green, brown, gray, and lots and lots and lots of prints, which I love. Very to me, this felt very sort of English meets Turk, sort of Turkish meets sort of like a French porcelain kind of. kind of theme that's to me the prince. that's what they read and uh, it was a great feel very sort of eclectic worldly eclectic feel to it so something I really really loved um, so that was something to keep in mind for and, and again her pieces are always so tailored so well and, um, really something that you can mix with everything. I mean, anything that walked down the, the, uh, uh, the runway or walk through the room, I should say was like, I felt like you could pair it with jeans. You could pair it down or you could really dress it up, and you know, go be going to a, a semi-formal affair. Um, I felt like it, it ranged like that. There were some fantastic coats. I think these might have been my favorite pieces. There was a shearling that was unbelievable, a light blue with a white with white shearling. There was also a black and white coat that was just absolutely gorgeous. So those are a few things that I saw at Tory Burch that I will be looking for (laughs) come uh, the fall um, and and looking forward to wearing. So um, I think the big takeaway for me was um, mixing things, mixing prints and mixing colors, which I always love to do. I think that's something, um, you know, for me, it's fun and it's easy. But I understand that sometimes it can be overwhelming. But for me, that's a really quick way to kind of freshen up your wardrobe is to sort of wear unlikely pairings and mix colors you normally wouldn't. And I know that people will say, well, sometimes that's not easy. It looks like something doesn't go or work together. Here's my tip. If you want to mix colors, let's say two colors you wouldn't normally wear or you never thought about wearing. The trick to to making it quote unquote work or go is to make sure they're both sort of tonal or make sure they're both in the same, um, tonal family. So say for example, red and pink, I wouldn't do, you know, a bright, bright, hot pink and a deep, deep, dark red, unless they were both kind of the similar. So, so this is a quick and easy way to start if they're bright, make sure both colors are bright. If they're, if they're more earthy, make sure both colors are earthy. If they're more pastel, make sure. So that kind of that, no matter what the colors are, they're going to go as long as they're sort of in the same tone, if that makes sense. So if they're more neutral, okay, make it, you know, cause we've all seen different colors that read more neutral or more bright or more brown or more black or more pink or whatever it may be. So just kind of make sure it's in the same color family, um, and the same tone, and then it will work. The other uh, easy quick tip I can offer is if you're dealing with the prints, especially if it's a very small print, pick out one color from that print and pair it with the prints. It's super easy. And I wouldn't I wouldn't make it the dominant color. So let's say you have a um, a, a a dress that is a prince and the background the entire or the entire dress is black but it's got a floral print i wouldn't then pair it with black shoes and a black bag that's kind of too obvious i would pick some a color that's not dominating so maybe it's a pale green maybe it's a soft pink or peach i'd pick a color in the print that you don't really notice right away but when you look closer you'll see that trust me, it will look fabulous with that because it will all work, but yet it's not like the obvious color so those are a couple of my tricks and tips on colors and mixing prints and colors um, which again, I was definitely inspired by Tory Burch okay, on to the next show Uh, Alice and Olivia I loved, loved, loved this presentation, I always love this presentation Um, she never disappoints, Stacey Bindet that is um, and she's the designer of the, of the brand. And um, this year, you know, the presentation is always several little vignettes with models kind of standing together or sitting or lying down, um, but little mini vignettes, almost like mini collections within the collection. And it's pretty spectacular. It really is. Um, once again, each vignette was completely different. We had one that looked very sort of Asian influential. There was a lot of red. There were, there were prints. We saw a lots of, there was another vignette that was lots of metallic gold with black, which I absolutely loved. Um, there was also a vignette that was more soft pink. Um, with floral, uh, different, all different things mixed, and I love it. It Was like denim with floral dress with a tweed jacket. I mean, there really was sort of something for everyone. Some of my standout pieces, my favorite pieces, were uh, there was a silk skirt that was in a done in sort of a marigold color, which I thought is really pretty for fall. That sort of really goldeny yellow um, has sort of like a brown undertone to it um and then uh there was a oh puff sleeves how could i forget this puff sleeves were everywhere there was a black shirt with uh puff sleeves it had sort of embellishment everywhere it looked like it was a high neck and then big puff sleeves really beautiful it was paired with a pair of silky or satiny black high-waisted dress pants absolutely gorgeous and I thought perfect as an alternative to an event you know a semi-formal event or a cocktail dress this top was that spectacular I mean it was just jeweled encrusted and then the puffy sleeves really gave that softness to it and um it was really pretty I mean it really was sort of the the piece of the outfit and then uh the other thing I saw was beautiful uh sort of a yellow printed ball almost like a tall pin- print it was a ball gown. It was a skirt, actually. And the top also was just solid black, fitted top with very soft or look like organza puff sleeves again. So the puff sleeve is here. We've seen it this season. We've seen it a little bit last season. And it's not going away for this spring and next fall. So um, if that's for you, I know it's not for everyone. Um, it's something different. And I think it's great because it's done in a... In, in an adult way, sort of a non, you know, you don't feel like you're, you're five years old wearing a puff shirt. Um, everything else is pretty form fitting when you've got the puff sleeve because that's sort of the volume. And uh, my tip for this ladies would be if you carry your weight in your upper body, So you're broad shouldered, maybe you're a swimmer, you've got a wider back or whatever. Maybe you're just heavier on top. I would not do the puff sleeve. So I would say if you want to do a puff sleeve, I would do a very petite, let's call it small puff sleeve. I wouldn't do anything over exaggerated because that is just going to add volume to the part of your body. That is the widest. So I would stay away from that. If you really love the puff sleeve, I would just do something a little softer and a little smaller um, because some of the puff sleeves I've been seeing are pretty exaggerated and pretty full. So for ladies that carry their weights on the bottom half, that's me. Um, if If the widest point of your body is from your hips down, then a puff sleeve is for you. It sort of balances out that the the eye, it balances out the weight, and it really will give you that hourglass shape because it adds volume to the top of your body to cord- to sort of counteract the bottom part of your body. So, um, and again, this is all depending on other factors like your height and your, um, not necessarily your weight, but your uh, uh, I was going to say dimensions, (laughs) your measurements, you know, are you short waisted are you long waisted? That kind of thing. Long legs, short legs, this all kind of comes into play as well. So each case may be a slightly more uh, specific when it comes to wearing puff sleeves, but general guide, I don't want to call call it a rule, but general guide is um, yeah, that's going to be something that adds volume to the top portion of your body. So if you don't want that, then stay away (laughs) from the puff sleeve it's okay there's lots of other great trends out there that i saw so on that note i'm going to take a quick break when we come back i'm going to share more of what i saw at this year's fashion week for fall 2020 so stay with us on 1490 wgch
1: Or visit them at AdCorpMG.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally. As personally as you do.
0: Welcome back to Fashion Friday. So I'm sharing with you my notes from New York Fashion Week and uh, some of the takeaways that I uh wrote down some things I I mentally noted and uh some things that I absolutely loved that I'm sharing with you lots of stuff and and usually things that we see in New York we often see repeated again in other cities especially London um so we will see (laughs) one of the things I hope is repeated here's here's a trend um or maybe it's a micro trend I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is going to really take off, but it's it's something that's old, which is new again. I saw in at least three different shows ponchos. So the return of the poncho in a much sort of I think of the poncho as the hipper version of the tailored blazer. So we really have seen the blazer and many, many, many versions of it from tailored tuxedo to oversized boyfriend to shoulder pads, no shoulder pads puff sleeve, um, cropped, long, denim, tweed, plaid. We've seen probably every version of the blazer in the past few seasons. And trust me when I tell you I am loving it. I'm a blazer girl. It will never get old for me. I will always, I mean, some of the pieces in my closet I probably, if there's one single thing I could say, well, what do you have the most of? It's probably a tie between denim and blazers. And that's the truth. If you ask anyone that knows me well, they'll say she's a blazer kind of gal. Um, to me, it just pulls everything together and it really can take your look from day to night. Um, it could be casual all the way to dressy. So tail, uh, blazer is always in my closet. However, the poncho, let's talk the poncho. Definitely something that is a look. It's clearly more of a boho staple. I think you either you're a poncho type of person or you're not. I don't think there's any in between um, because it is definitely a specific kind of style look. It's looser. It's more flowy. It's more freeform. Um, I can't think of like a dressed up version kind of poncho, although, although. I did see a few different versions on the runway, but they all kind of had that same feel, which is very casual. So um, some of them were a little bit more subtle and like creamy. Think sort of Ralph Lauren. If Ralph Lauren did a poncho, he probably would do it. And I'm sure has done it with a pair of, you know, camel colored jodfers and a cashmere turtleneck and a beautiful cream colored poncho, which I would love. That would be beautiful. Great. Then the flip side, let's say if a brands or designer like, I don't know, Alison Olivia or Marc Jacobs did a poncho, they probably would do something extremely colorful, more free-flowing, and uh, maybe different textures they would, they would you know, weave in there. Um, so that's basically what I saw this season. And uh, um, a couple of different designers did it. All right, so how to wear it. Here's my stylist tip. How to wear a poncho. If this is you, because by the way, this is something you could do now, which is what I love. You could be ahead of the trend and say, or the micro trend, or just forget about the trend. Just bring it on out of your closet. We are starting to get into spring, hopefully soon, and the temperature will reflect that. So this is something you could break out now. You could also have it, if it's sort of a more cropped, tailored version, and it has little slits for your arms, you could do a poncho in Place of a blazer or a sweater, and then sort of layer your winter coat over it. And again, that's assuming it has sort of armholes for your arms to go through. Um, but you could wear this now. I love this idea for spring. You know, when it's still chilly, a little chilly out, but it's starting to warm up. And uh, again, you're layering it over something anyway. And uh, here's my tip so it's not always easy because if you think a poncho, it's often quite oversized. I am 5'2". So for someone that's a little bit shorter and a little bit smaller in stature, it it can often wear you and it can look like you're lost or it's just off. So um, my tip is to kind of, if you're a little on the more petite side, get one that isn't oversized. So basically it doesn't hit below your hip bone. So hip bone or a little higher, sort of a cropped version of, of a poncho. I love that taller gals or bigger structured, but if you've got a bigger frame, you can wear the big kind of throw on almost like a Cape version of the poncho and, um, look fantastic. And you could probably get away with it with sneakers or, um, a sandal, you know, a wedge or something. Um, so that's my, that's my tip on how to wear the poncho. I think that's important to keep in mind because that is one of those kind of tricky things and I've seen people wear it where it's it's just a lot of volume it's a lot of fabric and you can get lost in it if your frame doesn't you know suit that uh, type of type of piece if it's too big for your frame so but they do have smaller versions. I own one. I own one poncho. And um, it's exactly that. It is uh, actually it's a turtleneck. And it's sort of almost like more of a capelet. I want to call it that. So it goes over my head. And it's got a big chunky turtleneck. But it comes down past my elbows. Um, probably a little. Probably right about to my waist. Maybe a little longer. And it does have little slits for my arms. So it's almost more of a cape. A capelet I would call it. Um, or a s- smaller poncho, so keep that in mind. If you want something to try, something maybe, or you pull it out of your closet, if you already own one, um, and uh, yeah, you get a little bit of a head start on the fall trend. Okay, another show I absolutely loved. Highlight for me was Prabal Gurung. If you know him or don't know him, he's. Um, A designer that's been around for a couple of years now, for actually quite a while, more than a couple of years, quite a while now. And uh, his collections are just always fantastic. The tailoring is always spot on. I absolutely love his aesthetic. Uh, Let me set the stage for you. So it was held at the Rainbow Room. So New York's iconic Rainbow Room. You were welcomed by champagne and martinis. So right away you kind of knew the direction the collection was going to go i love this i love this that designers are doing this so right away that gave me an idea ah we're probably going to see old school new york which is exactly what he showed so very classic new york theme very much of a nod to the 70s era uh started with a a white sort of tuxedo style suit lots of pants suits um, lots of waist defining dresses and paired with sort of glam rock platform boots um, my friend said, was it sort of um, 70s disco era? Um, kind of, and I said, no, not really. No, I wouldn't say disco. That's to me more like shiny, shiny disco ball type. It was not this, but it was definitely of that era. So um, it, it was kind of not Studio 54. I would say this was more of a tailored version of Studio 54. So you're going out to dinner, classic old New York. Um, lots of feathers, uh, sort of feather touches, lots of leopard, I loved the colors. There was like black, white, baby blue, that real 70s baby blue. Remember from the eyeshadow that the girls used to wear? Um, There was a sort of a lime green that was shown throughout. Uh, My favorite piece of the collection was this over-exaggerated top that had these gigantic ruffle sleeves. I mean, it was really, really huge, over-exaggerated, paired with just black satin pants. Love, love, love. To me, satin is also sort of, if I'm going to pick a fabric that I can think of for the 70s, if you're talking glam, I would say satin for sure. Um, If you're talking not glam, I would say polyester. So. Um, yeah, I really loved his collection. It just was very sort of Bianca Jagger type. Um, and again, not so, not Studio 54. So not very like super low cut and not very disco-y, more of a tailored, uh, classic, really, um, feminine look that I truly loved. So once again, I'm sure I, I, felt like when I was watching this, uh, these models, I felt like, oh, I could easily see a version of this, you know, in fast fashion. So in other words, I could easily see some of this stuff in Zara, in H&M, in in the mainstream fashion, because I feel like it would be easy to make. It's classic cuts and, you know, you obviously will, could vary the fabric. Um, Nowadays we have silk, we have lots of blends, a blended silk or blended poly, whatever it may be, that's silk fabrics that are silk-like, that are just more machine washable. So I feel like that could work. And so that was basically it for New York. Um, I'm Next week, I'm definitely going to have some more notes on London and um, Milan and Paris. And uh, hopefully, we'll see what we see in those cities as well. Um, I did post a lot of pictures. So you can go back and look on my Instagram. Be sure and check that out. It is wardrobe underscore envy, E-N-V-Y. And uh, also, my blog has a great new post. That's also wardrobe envy. Um, Style by Tina is my website. You can certainly get to the blog which is also called Wardrobe Envy. Um, and you can check out some of the photos that I've taken there and also some of my outfits, what I was wearing. Um, and other than that, I'm, I'm doing some live photos every now, then, live uh, videos every now and then on Instagram. So sh- be sure and follow me and keep up with that. And again, my handle is at wardrobe underscore envy on Instagram. So, on that note, that'll do it uh, for this week's edition of Fashion Friday. I hope you'll join me next week for more Fashion Friday. Don't forget, it's again um, Fashion Week, and I'm going to be reviewing London Fashion Week, Paris, and Milan. So, it'll be interesting to see what is on the runways and what we will see for fall-winter 2020. All right, thank you so much for listening. Join me next week on 1490 WGCH, WGCH.com, anywhere.